0: Hey there, welcome back to this week's episode of the SeaTown town Podcast, where Seattle business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders are invited on to share their stories with us. I'm your host, Christian Harris. This week's episode of the SeaTown town Podcast is brought to you by SeaTown town Real Estate. Their mission to make a difference extends beyond just their unique and unconventional approach with their clients and their agents. They partner with the community to give back a percentage of the proceeds from each home sale to a local nonprofit of their client's choice. Visit ctown.com, S-E-A-Town.com, and experience the difference with C-Town Real Estate today. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Sea town Podcast. This is episode 62, and I'm joined today by Janice Limert. Now, some say that you're the Mary Poppins of organization. Um, I will say that your personality is definitely magical and delightful, and you're wow. very good at what you do. Janice owns Limert Organizing Company. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, about what you do?
1: Yeah, I have the privilege of working with people to... Um, organize systems, organize spaces, help them to have some accountability, give them encouragement, um, whether it be building up their office or business, whether it be um, the room that just feels you know, crazy as um, a parent that's exploded with toys, whether it be um, somebody who's just moved and needs help thinking through spatially uh, where things go and what makes the most sense, um, so and everything in between, and so, yeah, lots of flexibility and fun that goes along with what I get to do.
0: You know, and we're, when we're initially talking, you you mentioned that you are licensed professional organizer. Now that seems pretty unique in your industry, because I mean, there's a lot of people just like I like organizing, so I'm gonna start my company, but they're not licensed or trained per se. What's what's kind of the difference there?
1: Yeah, I think that speaks into the entrepreneurship of. Of all of this and what you are trying to promote which I'm so grateful for and I think it's really needed Um, because if I had had the opportunity to know about this a couple years ago I probably would have been listening myself Um, I wanted to be organized I wanted to have all my stuff together and I wanted to make sure that I was doing what was not only best for the client but was going to set myself up for success And so when you're in somebody's house and you are touching their most valuable possessions and you are around um, their children or you're around their elderly parents or you're around their very expensive art because they just moved from San Francisco, (laughs) um, they want, I think they should be assured that they are having a service that is um, thoughtful and professional. Mm -hmm. And so somebody can come in and just say, hey, yep, I can come and organize your stuff Or you can know that um, I've gone through a process of licensure with the National Association Association of Professional Organizers and um, made sure that I had all the insurance in place and all the licensure in place so that people can really feel good about having me come in and, again, just touch those very vulnerable things. Sure.
0: Do you you find it pretty... um challenging to, to gain people's trust when you're coming into, you know, such an uh, intimate environment. Uh, I'd imagine that, that licensing helps, but what else do you do to kind of gain their trust and, and show that you're different as far as how you uh, how you operate, how you would help them?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I um, have had a lot of experience with customer service over the years, so over, <laughs> over 20 years of customer experience, and I... Love working with people I love making them feel comfortable I love giving them an opportunity to talk about themselves in a way that maybe they wouldn't otherwise and so to be able to do that you have to feel safe and you have to feel like you want to be vulnerable with um, somebody and so part of what I offer is a 30 minute free consultation so that they can really see if my personality matches with theirs Mm -hmm. Um, I have a lot of clients who are taking this step because they really need the help but they have had people in their lives you know a mother a mother-in-law a sister a friend who has come in and said oh my gosh I can't believe it looks like this I can't you believe you're living like this I can't believe you haven't already done this and they felt shame and frustration and um, have just said never mind I don't want to and so I'm the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. I don't push, and I don't, um, I'm not going to ever make anybody throw anything away, Um, although I'll encourage it, and uh, and I want to help people figure out why they're doing what they're doing, and then really accomplish their goals, and their goals can be different than my goals, and Mm -hmm. so it's really meeting them right where they're at, and so to meet somebody where they're at, you got to be able to drive with them. And to be able to that to do that, you've gotta be able to have a conversation and have somebody walk through your home and kind of watch what their eyes do and watch what their face does. And I really pride myself on helping people to feel um, like they don't have, you know, a, a big judge standing over them. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely noticed, you know, when, from the first time, you know, we had a conversation that like, you definitely, you know, not just in your business, but, you know, pers- personality-wise, you, like, kind of dig into people's lives. Like, you, you you, don't stay on the surface, you know. You want to get to know someone and what drives them, which yep. I'd imagine in in this line of work is really important because, you know, sometimes people say one thing, but their body language or their motivation is, is mm-hmm. you know, maybe in conflict with that. Yes. Um, kind of speaking of that that stigma, I mm-hmm. mean, most people, well, I don't know if most people, but yeah, I'd imagine that a lot of people kind of, Are resistant to you know the idea they need someone to come in and organize or that maybe they're uh, you know they're gonna be labeled a a hoarder or whatever you know some other you know not great societal term I mean do Mm -hmm. do you get resistance like
1: that I don't I don't think I get resistance as I get um, I think there's for sure an opinion about all of that but I um, on one side of it there is people who have genuine disorders, mm-hmm. people who have genuine um, reasons why they're unable to deal. And I would say that stuff is only one of probably many areas of their life where that is a real challenge for them. Mm-hmm. And so um, I am not a therapist and I am certainly not licensed in any kind of, yeah. you
0: know. who um, you do know get good therapist.
1: I, I am married to a really great, to a really great therapist. And, um, he has, he has helped teach me a lot about, um, how to navigate certain things. However, I am not. And, um, uh, I think that for those, for those who struggle in those areas, um, I offer tangible help. And therapists refer me mm-hmm. to their clients who are looking for um, kind of that next step. It's like the physical therapy at home. And um, I love that. Yeah. And then there's, you know, Joe Schmoe, who just moved here, who is um, entrenched in business or entrenched in trying to get uh, their family settled. Mm-hmm. And they have, they've, they're they moving from some 5,000 square foot home to you know, an 1,800 square foot, and what do I do and how do I do it? And I don't, I can't do everything. Sure. I can't, I, I won't get to sleep for the next month mm-hmm. um, if I'm trying to do all these things. And so, again, that's just one example, but you wouldn't tell that person not to get a house cleaner. You wouldn't tell that person not to um, order from Amazon Fresh the groceries for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. You know, there's also situations where somebody's just looking for that gap to kind of be taken care of in a way that makes them feel um, like they can just breathe at the end of the week. Sure. And so I can come in in those situations too. And then you have, um, I would say, one of the the largest pieces that I work with is um, people who are trying to move out their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, estate situations that are just challenging and there's we are still in an era of people who were coming out of the depression or who had parents in the depression mm-hmm. and um, we're talking about stuff lots of stuff and lots of stuff that means a lot of different things and so um, helping families walk through that and what to do and using um, some great referrals in the Western Washington area mm-hmm. of you know whether it be movers or cleaners or um, financial planners or um, homes for for mom to go into that doesn't feel gross, you know, ev- sure. and everything below. So it's um, a lot of times it's connecting people and referring people mm-hmm. and helping people to feel like there's hope um, in the middle of it. And then, you know, yeah. there's the mama, the mama who's got three kids, right. who's, you know, trying to run her business from home, and she just feels overwhelmed and would love somebody to come in and just help give her some tips and tools on how to think through something that she didn't before. so sure. And everything in between. Yeah. So I'm very unique and very individual, and I'm the first person to say there's no stigma. There's just, there shouldn't be a stigma. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't, uh, there's lots of areas of life where um, we use tools, we use accommodations, and if we can be a people who, a society who helps one another, then I think um, we're better off for it. I certainly wouldn't be trying to sell my own house today, Christian. I would come to someone like you. So, same thing.
0: Of course, yes. It's 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 important to you know, in the niche economy we live in, to you know realize that you know we've got our strong suits and uh, and a lot of times we need to ask for help and that's okay.
1: And when you can use when you get the privilege, which I do, to use my giftings and abilities, Mm -hmm. um, I feel really fulfilled and really grateful. Sure. And so it's fun. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's got to be exciting with such a unique business to work with such a wide spectrum of mm-hmm. uh, of clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one of the f- the first questions I had when you know I was chatting your ear off about you know business stuff was okay. Well, what's the difference between uh, an interior designer and mm-hmm. uh, a, a professional organizer? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's some some crossover there. What's um, I mean, what's your answer to that? What's the difference?
1: Sure. So. Um And I don't know a ton about interior design. I certainly did not go to design school. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm not going to come in and tell you what colors, swatches to think about. And I'm not going to tell you to um, what flooring you should go get. And those are not the referrals I offer. Mm -hmm. I offer people. I offer the referral for for people to do that. Um, I'm going to come in and help you think through the space that you're going to do whatever you're going to do in. And I would say some professional organizers are, you're going to find that they really quickly start referring things that cost a lot of money. I would say um, I really try not to do that. Mm I am really thoughtful about the environment, really thoughtful about um, helping keep as much money in people's pockets as possible. And I'm delighted to... help somebody spend their money in a thoughtful way there's no problem with that but if we can use what you have and we can think about what's available and we can set it up in a way that makes you feel um like you can be productive then the less money we can spend the better okay so um and it i in my experience an interior designer is not thinking that way sure. and so um it's more about the the feel of the space and the setup of such, and what to do with items that do not fit in that space, mm-hmm. as opposed to um, the look mm-hmm. and the detail of the items that okay. are um, setting it up.
0: Okay. So, in a nutshell, maybe you could say that what you do is is taking what they already have and organizing it uh, in such a way that to make the best use of the space and and what they have versus transforming the space by buying a whole bunch of new stuff and repainting and flooring and that kind Mm
1: -hmm. of stuff though I'm delighted to do so (laughs) if you want to send me the container store I will totally (laughs) go for you Um, yeah I just think that a lot of times people need to are looking to maybe try it all over again and I want help I want to help people consider what they have first and then if we need to go buy containers and and storage and um, you know, whatever it would be, mm-hmm. then I'm all for that. But that's not the first thing I'm looking for.
0: Sure. So. Okay. Now, uh, what kind of motivated you to start this business in the first place? What, what was kind of the, the the reason behind that? I mean, there's lots of things you could have gone into to help people. You know, use your strengths.
1: Well, a little bit of a twofold story. Um, shout out to my mom, who's just the one of the most amazing women I know, who has always been very thoughtful about what we purchased as a family and helped us to use what we had and, and it was a blessing, um, married into a family that, um, was thoughtful about what they used and how they use it. And, and so, but I watched both of both my parents and my in-laws, um, walk through helping their parents move. Mm. And so I certainly didn't have any tangible experience with all of that, but I watched the emotions and the frustration and the joy and the sadness of um, parents who came out of a depression era. And um, one, one grandparent in particular who um, had Lou Gehrig's disease and they had to move them out of a beachside West Seattle home very quickly and it was painful. For my family mm-hmm. and um that kind of set a seed in my heart about what both just the real estate side and um the organization of things if you had a crisis or if you had a challenge how would you how would you do what you do yeah. and especially if you don't have a great community of people um around you um that can be really challenging and so um i had that seed and i uh was it was really fun uh at the end of high school into college to be able to work for capers in the junction with mm-hmm. seattle um lisa who owns that is was a mentor to me in a lot of ways though she may not really know that um getting to go to New York with her and um being able to see the buying process and you know the the corporate side of it gave me an inside opportunity to watch how a business was organized and um I did my internship there and it was just it was just fun. Yeah. And um yet it was really eye opening when it came to um how to run a business and how to um manage just different people and different personalities and different Mm -hmm. products. Um, I worked for um, Pottery Barn, which was really great, and gave me an inside scoop on how to think through things in a more modest way. Mm -hmm. And then um, worked as a director for a church uh, right after being at at an event planning firm where I was Mm -hmm. an executive assistant. And so I had a lot of people who spoke into my life over the years when it came to... um, what they needed, or what they were looking for, or how they wanted to streamline, and I ended up being in positions where I was helping people facilitate that. Mm-hmm. And so, in being able to help help facilitate logistics and um, you know people's needs, that you know was like, hey, could you do that in the next hour? Or hey, could you take care of that? Or hey, could you organize that? Or hey, could you think of a quick solution? Mm-hmm. Um, helped me to be really creative. And okay. so, um, when I had children. I knew that the dynamic would change and um, and I wanted it to I really wanted to be available for my children and so as they have become a little bit older um, it's just it's a am- it's amazing to be a part of their school life and a part of um, being available on my husband and I really decided that we wanted for me to be able to do that and sure. so I'm grateful yeah. so I needed a situation where I could be flexible and where I could give of myself as fully as possible to my family and yet be able to have fun and use my gifts and, um, encourage others and serve others, um, in a unique way. Mm -hmm. And so this positioned me into, you know, really using me. And so, um, it's nice not to, I don't have any overhead and I don't have any, you know, I, I'm not trying to sell anything except for, um, getting to sit along next side people and walking with them and um, so it's been a breath of fresh air and um, and really fun and I, I feel grateful for my experiences and for the people who have encouraged me and who have um, given me lots of advice because I didn't go to school for business mm-hmm. so I would rather just help people with their stuff but um, I wanted to set it up for success and in doing so I had to get all my ducks in a row and sure. so even learned how to organize all those pieces right. so um i'm a life i'm a life learner and want to be and so it's been yeah it's been really fun
0: yeah no it's it's important to be a life learner um, yeah. it's interesting i mean I, I, one of your comments you just made about you know you didn't go to school for business as i'm reflecting on all our guests and you know all the people i know that own businesses mm. i I don't know too many of them that actually went to school for business you know mm-hmm. you kind of figure it out as you're as you're going and it seems like the people that go to school for business and actually have MBAs end up, you know, in the corporate world, not starting their own business. So it's interesting. Uh, can you tell us some interesting facts about being a professional organizer?
1: Mm, interesting facts about being a professional organizer. Yes. I love laughing with clients. I love it. If I get to get them to laugh and we get to laugh about something that maybe is really hard, that's, that just makes my day. Um, I think there's always something to learn about humans and so when you get to come alongside somebody uh, it just I i just think you can accomplish so much and um, that's just one of the most fun things about what I do uh, when you meet them in their vulnerability um, I had a CEO who said to me I am just overwhelmed by getting my admins to um, get certain tasks done and so we had a really fun meeting about how just brainstorming and we were, I was able to ask questions that I think he didn't even know he could ask about just systems that they were doing in their office and so and one of them was um, a gentleman who felt like he had to keep going and just couldn't excuse himself for a break and so even just from a system standpoint um, helping people to think through things that uh, really make a cultural difference um, Business or home. Uh, Let's see. I think being a good question asker. And I think even just listening to some of your podcasts, Christian, I am for sure going to say that you are a good question asker. And with that comes um, insight and encouragement for those who are being asked that. Uh, a lot of times in business, when you come in posturing yourself as you know everything and you're gonna come in and bring out bring the solution, mm-hmm. uh, I think there are only certain businesses that can really drive that kind of behavior. Otherwise, I think when you come in and meet somebody um, where they're at and you are a person who's looking to learn, I think that you can actually accomplish more not only for your own business for, but for your clients. Sure.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a good point. You know, if you come in just offering solutions without understanding the problem in the first place, you're probably going to be offering the wrong solutions. if You don't understand who you're trying to serve. You know.
1: Well, even deeper than that, if you come in assuming that there is a problem, I think. Well, I you mean, know, they,
0: they wouldn't be calling you if they had. Oh, let I mean, me just. Ta- yeah, that's
1: no. That's a actually that's a really good point, Christian. I, I would say a number of my clients wouldn't say that there's a problem. Okay. I would say that they would say I'm overwhelmed or I just don't want to deal.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right, you know, maybe not uh, call a problem, but if you don't know why, you know, your client's contacting in the first place, whether it's, you know, they feel like they have an organizational problem or they're just have a base level anxiety for the condition of their house. Sure. Unless you're able to ask the questions and draw out the right answers, you're not gonna be able to, to help them properly, you know. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think about this in real estate because sure, exactly. there's a lot of people, a lot of agents that come in, just boom, 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 boom. Let me yeah. tell you all the awesome things we do and who we are and all this stuff. Like, well, what's the client situation? What are yes. they looking for? What's important to them? Yes. Like, If you're not drawing those things out, then you're, you're trying to, quote, serve everyone yeah. as if everyone's exactly the same, has the same needs and desires and values and motivation
1: so yeah and I and I I'm just I'm thoughtful about the word problem only because I think for some people um, they think oh my gosh it's got to be some terrible crisis yeah. before I would have somebody come in sure. and, and and that's that's just not the case I would encourage people that there's yes oh this is really bad mm-hmm. and there's a crisis and definitely we need to take care of it sure. or I don't want it to get that way sure. and I see some areas of my life or areas of the way I'm formalizing my business. That is not what I want it to be, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to think outside that. And so, um,
0: so you're saying people don't have to let it get to a place of being classified as a hoarder before they contact (laughs) someone like you.
1: I definitely don't. (laughs) Yes. And yet one of the things that, and one of the things that I thought about in advance, you know, I, Years ago, I, w- I would watch that show, and I thought, "You have got to be kidding me!" Like, and that's kind of the quintessential um, thing that people think about when sure, they that's hear the extreme th- example, that's the though. extreme yeah. example. Um, it, I'm sure it's somebody like when they say, "I'm a flipper," you know, I flip houses, and you're like, oh, "Okay, well, kind of like,
0: oh, I got you, I got you painted, <laughs> right?"
1: Yeah. You know, but there's all different kinds of, you know, sure. it, the word means different things depending on the setting. Sure. I decided a long time ago, I would not be cleaning up feces a good it's a good you're uh, welcome for that piece of information yeah but i think even as a draw but even as a business owner you draw lines sure, you there's to. you have to and that was i really thought okay i could really help somebody i could really I, I could work with therapists who want to come in and do that and work for the state and do that you know just engage that kind of thing sure and i just realized that was not I would not be able to give of myself to a client in a way that would, I think, help them in extreme situations like that. Mm -hmm. And so I drew a line. And yes, that sounds extreme. But I think that that's true as a business owner, you kind of there's certain things you make up along the way where Mm -hmm. you say, Okay, no, that's not really, I don't want to work with that kind of situation again, or I don't want to work with that kind of personality even. Something
0: that treats me this way or... Sure,
1: sure. And I think um, that has actually grown my capacity Mm -hmm. in my ability to serve my clients well and to do business that um, that I feel really good about when I leave. Sure.
0: I mean, I think the answer to that feeds in well with my next question of what kind of business owner would you say that you are?
1: I am... I think I thought about, I've thought about this question in light of having working for or with people at certain times over the last 25 years who were totally motivated by money, who were totally motivated by schedule, um, where the, there was a predominant something in their work, in the way that they conducted themselves within their business that really um, stood out. And on some level harmed employees Mm -hmm. in that if you're only focused on this thing really predominantly then everything else obviously trickles down from that but that makes it challenging
0: so you're saying if their primary value and motivator is money in the bottom line everything else Mm -hmm. gets sacrificed
1: I would say yes I, I think that's true and so I I think I'm a learner, and I'm a life learner, and that experience has taught me to be a seeker of information, Um, someone I need accountability. You know, I help people to have accountability, but I need accountability. I need my tax guy to be like, hey, you're coming in on Tuesday at 1 o'clock? Yep, I totally am, because that's not my area of expertise, and so I'm delighted to pay somebody else to help me with that, Mm -hmm. just as other people do that with me. Um, kind of business owner. I'm flexible. I've been with business owners who are not flexible. Oof, That's hard. Sure. Um, Rigid. Yeah. I'm a collaborator. I really want to work with a client. If they have an idea, I'm delighted to hear it because they're the ones who sit in their office and run their business. They're the ones that Sit at home and work work in their own homes, you know. So I, they're the first ones to know maybe what's going to really work for them and what's not. Um, I really try to be patient. Um, I, I'm a business owner that delights in being present, as opposed to quick. Um, and I think at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a connector. If I'm not the best fit for somebody or if an aspect of what we're doing needs somebody else i'm going to be the first one to give a referral or connect them to somebody that can
0: sure so i mean in your journey of business ownership uh what would you say you've learned about yourself
1: hmm i think i've learned that i have a large capacity than i a larger capacity than i give myself credit for um, that is certainly not always true in my personal life. Um, but when I am engaged, I'm engaged. And so I, I, think I, had, I think I had more in me to give than I anticipated. And I think even just coming, and I, I only work part-time. My family comes first. And I support um, my family in a lot of unique ways that I'm sure a lot of other people do. But it's this is not a full-time gig for me and um i purpose to work around my family's schedule um to be able to give to clients even though i would say a client comes first they come first in a certain tier yeah (laughs) um and but that that gives me the capacity to be present for them if i was trying to parcel myself out um I, i wouldn't have that and so the minute i decided you know how my schedule would work or in what place a client could um, be available in the way that I work and what I've chosen to do at this point in my life as a profession, um, within those boundaries, I have more capacity than I anticipated. And sure. that gives me energy and ability to think through things as a business owner that I think I didn't know that I could. I'm delighted. I'm delighted to work for people and and have for many, many years. But to be a business owner and do it by myself and have that accountability, I was like, I just don't know. I don't know if if I can do that. And I'm so grateful because of really wonderful people around me that I can. Sure.
0: All right. Let's uh, let's get little lighter on these next few questions. Okay. Okay. What's the most surprising find you've had?
1: Oh, you want like juicy. You want like, what are you finding in the piles? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see. What can I? There's thing. I one of the things I would just want to preface is there is a huge um, care that I have for client confidentiality. Mm -hmm. So I would never tell. I don't tell um, people about specific clients Mm -hmm. um, unless that client has given explicit uh, permission. Sure. However. There are some stories without naming names in any way, shape, or form that I can jump into. Uh, One of the best ones was a $3,000 unclaimed check. Hmm. Somebody had a real challenge with paper. Okay. And uh, they had been receiving paper checks and paper mail for, you know, all through the late 90s, early 2000s when that's what most people were doing. Sure. And uh, we were going through... Files and they said, okay, I think we can just throw away these checks. And I said, I, or we could just throw away this mail. And I said, no, I don't think so. I think we need to open it. Mm -hmm. I just want you to look at and touch it and then we can shred it away if you want to. Sure enough, $3,116. I said, it was still good. They could still cash it. Well, it was sitting in unclaimed property. Note to self, people: mm-hmm. go to Washington State unclaimed property. You might have money you don't know about. I'm
0: gone. I don't have anything. <laughs> yeah. don't have
1: anything. This person had more, more than three thousand yeah. dollars. So that was pretty. That was pretty cool. Sure. That was pretty cool. Okay. Um, another one was a family who was helping their um, father who had dementia um, go through drawers, and you know, just we were just going through the house, mm-hmm. and we were going through drawers and he had quite a quite a while ago in that it was a washington mutual envelope so that bank has not been open for yeah, it hasn't been around for a while several years yeah. uh and there was 500 dollars in cash so that was a nice, nice that little, was a fun find yeah but it was in the pocket of pants from and they're not pants you would have worn today yeah so Note to self, go through your purses, go through your pockets. Don't sure. just check it out. All
0: right before you give it to Goodwill. Check before you give it
1: to Goodwill. <laughs> otherwise, really nice donation for Goodwill. Uh, found two-month-old lost keys. Okay.
0: I'm sure they were happy to find those.
1: They were really happy to find those. Those keys are expensive to replace. Yeah. Uh, I think my most favorite... Uh, and the one that I wish I could tell more details about, but I I can't, but I will be able... I can say. A um, couple had been married for a number of years, and family was moving them out, and we were going through boxes, and there were letters from World War II mm. that this man had written to his mother, and they were... They had been lost for... I'm sure over thirty to forty years, and um, they were in a space that they wouldn't have looked in or dealt with probably if we hadn't kind of combed through and the reaction from the family was one of the most personally precious things I've ever gotten to witness, and that that was just a really really that was really encouraging, and so that helps that motivates me It's awesome. yeah
0: um let's let's try this question how how, what's what's the funniest compliment you've received
1: i cry when i'm with you but i need it because it helps me to laugh (laughs) like um i make you cry okay (laughs) but okay you know good cry feels good good cry feels good and most of my clients don't cry so (laughs) I'll just put that out there, but uh, that that was pretty funny. That was in it was just in the right moment. But um,
0: you don't put that in your marketing. I do.
1: I officially (laughs) do not put that in my marketing. But you know, again, that's a that's the side piece of the vulner. I mean, there's a vulnerable side of that too. But um, yeah, I some pretty fun, some pretty funny comments. uh, A lot. Yeah, it's great.
0: That's funny. Uh, If you could give a helpful tip to our listeners, what would it be?
1: My free advice would be lists. I think lists are underrated, Um, especially in a uh, media day and age where there are lots of facets of things that are going on, whether in business or in your personal life. Um, There's this, I find that there is this unspoken uh, need for people to think that they should keep all of that information in their head. That they should just know mm-hmm. what that is, or how to verbalize it really well, or um, have all the answers. And I think that that's really far from the truth. And so, one of the things that, for some clients, they're ready to go there. For others, we have to really deal with stuff before we talk about, you know, creating a system. Mm-hmm. But lists are so powerful. And a lot of times, it doesn't even matter that you go back to the list. It's that you make the list, and you're verbal. You're kind of just downloading that information for yourself. Yeah. To be able to deal with what's in front of you. And I think as a business owner, the lists I make are, are legit. You know, I mean, I, I, there's no possible way that I can remember all the details from someone. And as long as I ask permission as a business owner to say, Hey, would you mind if I just jot down notes as you're talking? Um, that helps somebody feel like, Oh, you're writing about me mm-hmm. or, Oh, you're putting that in your notes on your cell phone about me, not just ignoring what I'm saying. And, yeah. um, and not being present. Sure. So, list, list, list.
0: Okay, here's my list.
1: I really like your list. See,
0: I, see, even as much as I use technology, I still have like my top things, I'll yeah. write them down, not in a particular order. Nope. Then I'll go through and be like, okay, what's the most important thing here? Okay, one, what's the next most important thing? Two, Yes. because so, uh, you could have a to-do this all day long, but if you don't prioritize it, yes. you're gonna be taking care of those easy things that yes. really don't move life for it.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Smart guy.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's taken years of base level anxiety of having all the stuff in my head.
1: <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. It it's true. really true. Yeah. Down I I'm, I'm just all about downloading. Yep. Download it so you can see it. If you see it, it can become real. Right. And if it's real, you can deal with it. Right.
0: You can actually do something about it. Yep. All right. Imagine this. You've got a BFF in town. Oh. And they've never been to Seattle. What do you do? Where do you take them?
1: Oh, my word. How much time do I have? Is it an evening? Is it a day? What's that give you uh, the...
0: Yeah, you've got sitter for the evening. Oh. Yep, you've you four hours.
1: So this is an evening? Evening, yep. Oh, man. Where do you take them? If there's a really good play happening at Arts West, um, you've got to get nachos at Matador. You've got to go to the lookout, and if it's a decent night, to see the Space Needle. Um, you gotta go shopping in the Junction. You, uh, if it's bright and not gross like it currently is, (laughs) if it's a summer evening, uh, you're going walking at Lincoln Park.
0: What would you say is a personal habit that contributes to your success?
1: Downloading information in the morning when I wake up
0: like the matrix just play in the back of your head.
1: Yes. I have okay. a plug that okay. goes into, that's on my bed yep. and I just like click. Yeah. No. Right, into your brain, okay. right. Totally. Downloading that information, like downloading my brain, all that, you know, all of a sudden you wake up or in the middle of the night, you're like, I can't stop thinking about blank yep. or this is on my mind and all of these things. And you're going through the scenario in the morning, download it, whether it be in notes on your phone or it be on a piece of paper, but get it out in whatever way you need to so that you can engage the day. Um, that's been very helpful for me. And then two is stopping. You I had to have I have to have a personal stop point. And so um
0: you mean like at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, you know, some people they put their kids down or they close the office but then they go and they go work. And for some that's really helpful. I don't know for, what you're talking about. I don't even, I'm sure that you know nothing about that. Um, And unfortunately, I do know something about that. Like, of course, that's the quiet time. I got to do that. But I had to have personal business hours because as a business owner, it can, it, I don't, you don't get to stop. You're responsible for all of this stuff. But for me, 830 is like a cutoff. I am not. I'm not gonna think straight after that time, and so it's a personal cutoff with my everything from like my kids to oh no no. I'm done working at eight thirty. So unless you're throwing up, or you 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 genuinely desperately need me, which of course I will be there for. Office hours are closed, but then office hours also have to be closed on my email office hours have to be closed on sure. getting ideas for the next day. And of course, there's flexibility in that every once in a while, but not as a habit. Sure. Like my personal habit as a business owner, I have to I have to have a, a stopping point.
0: Okay. So share with us share with us one piece of parting guidance or words of wisdom.
1: Get to know Christian Harris cuz he's amazing. <laughs> Um, engage in your community as a business owner in whether it be a small or large way. Rest. Rest. Rest, okay. And I don't mean like just go to sleep. Right. Rest. True. Sure. So that when you give of yourself, you give of yourself holistically and thoughtfully. Um Rest is important. Okay. You are welcome.
0: That's good. So, what, what about for our listeners who don't own businesses, who are you know community members uh, that are are smart enough not to start their own business? Super
1: smart people. <laughs> yep. Working for awesome companies. Yep. <laughs> yes. My advice to them would be rest. Okay. so <laughs> advice. It's good. You know, I don't know. Um, well, Christian, you tell me what the people that you know that listen to this that are not business owners. Yep. Why are they listening to this? What's the What's the thing? What's yeah. the catch? Uh,
0: I'd like to think that they're listening the because I've got their favorite businesses on here. Share the backstory, okay. you know, of uh, that pizza joint they go to, you know, every week, or, mm-hmm. or their favorite, you know, prof- professional organizer. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean that—that's kind of the idea, is you know, is hopefully, people in the community who you know call Seattle and specifically yeah. West Seattle home, uh, yeah. they're able to kind of pick and choose what their favorite businesses are, hear the backstory, get to know them a little bit better. Yeah.
1: If I were that person, mm-hmm. which I am in general, that person. Yeah. Oh,
0: y'all are. You know, yep. if you own a business
1: and- Yep. I would. I would want to. I'd want to know who's approachable and who's approachable when it comes to great schools, who's approachable when it comes to uh, healthy businesses, who's approachable when it comes to civic leaders and uh, people who have a say in what the community looks like, Who who's approachable because I think a lot of times we waste time and energy, um, you know, trying to crack open You know certain information or people and I think when you have somebody who's a good listener and who wants to hear from people in the community um, man shout their name from the rooftop so that you can um, frankly engage your community more than you would if you if you couldn't have that information sure
0: that's good stuff Um, well if people are interested in hiring you for the services or (laughs) you know using your your free 30 minutes um, consultation what's the best way for them to get a hold of you
1: best way to get a hold of me is on my website at www.lemertorganizing.com okay
0: l-e-m-e-r-t
1: l-e-m-e-r-t and organizing with an ing uh you can find me on facebook you can find me on instagram yeah yeah
0: okay great well thank you very much for joining us today, oh
1: christian thanks for having me i really appreciate it yeah it's been fun thank you
0: that wraps up this week's episode. Make sure to check out our guest website, pay them a visit, and help spread the word about what they are doing. If you have any questions, know someone who should be a guest on here, or has a great story worth sharing, email me at Christian Harris at ctown.com. That's S E A-town.com. I would also love it if you would go to iTunes and give us a review and a nice five-star rating. We work hard to bring on great guests and provide exceptional content, and getting a review from you is one way to help the podcast rank well on iTunes so others can find and enjoy the show. You can also find out more about me, how my real estate brokerage is breaking the mold and making a difference in our Seattle communities, and other projects I'm working on by visiting ctown.com. S-E-A-town.com. Thanks for listening. The music for our podcast is courtesy of the Fascination Movement. You can find their albums in the iTunes Store. You can also listen to more episodes and find all our show notes on our website at seatownpodcast.com. This has been a Seatown Media Production.
1: So if it's You're dumb, right do you totally... stop and you say, "Okay, Jazz, this is dumb. We gotta do." We yeah, gotta... usually it's. You moment, do that. But...